everybody. This is No Show. I'm Matt Brown, joined as always by Jeff Borman. Dan, I was good. I typically do the intros for these, but I want you to tell us who you are and where you work. All right. Well, my name is Dan Katona. Uh, I am the director of operations at the iconic Andaz West Hollywood Hotel, formerly known as the Continental Hyatt House. I've been here uh, just about a year. Actually, next week is my one-year anniversary at this hotel. Been with uh, Hyatt for almost 11 years. I moved here from Hawaii just about a year ago uh, when I was asked, uh, given the opportunity to come work at this hotel and made that decision and never looked back. Preferred nickname, the Riot Hyatt or the Riot House? Let's just get that out of the way early. For For me, it's Riot House all day. And it's called the Riot House. Why? Yeah, as I'm sure you guys know, the hotel opened as uh, Gene Autry's Hotel Continental. You know, don't quote me on the date, but it was late 50s, uh, maybe very early 60s. But around 1968, uh, Hyatt took over management. Um, and this was the first hotel on Sunset Strip, right? Um, so Hyatt took over and then so it was renamed the Continental Hyatt House. From there, you know, being the the first and for a time only hotel on Sunset Strip, this was home to a lot of the great rock legends when they were just first starting out. Um, you know, we've got clubs right down the street, the Troubadour, the Whiskey, where greats like Led Zeppelin and the Doors, you know, those are two big ones just to name. But, you know, they uh, they were starting out, you know, and it was their their first time playing in the States and. I know the Doors, um, well, the Doors are obviously from the States, but um, they had a residency at the Whiskey, and Jim Morrison lived in one of our rooms for a couple of years. You guys know all the stories. Led Zeppelin would rent out entire floors, wreak all kinds of havoc. So just with all the crazy partying and everything that went on here, uh, the hotel developed quite a reputation, and the Continental Hyatt House became known as the Riot House. We, we really try not to shy away from the history. Obviously, things are a lot different now than they were in the 70s and 80s. But that sort of edginess, rock and roll history, you know, that's part of our identity. And, you know, rather than shying away from it, we embrace it. And we, we named our bar Riot House. All of our, uh, our merchandise in our market that we sell references Riot House and just to kind of clarify, I mean, th- this hotel is sort of the the fountain of all of the almost famous stories that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that era has come. It, it, it's like TV's getting thrown out of windows, Axl Rose and Slash up to shenanigans. Like the hotel just it was was the locus point of rock and roll debauchery. It, it is a almost a, a tribute to Dionysus. Did you read much about the hotel before you started working there? Oh, a ton. I mean, I, uh, but the, the crazy part is I knew this hotel. I knew the stories, but I didn't realize it was the Anda. My dad was a rock and roll guy. You know, my, my dad grew up playing in rock bands and I was playing in bands through high school and college and I wanted to be a rock star. And, you know, so I knew all the stories, you know, and I had seen Almost Famous and I knew that I knew of the hotel in Hollywood or West Hollywood that where all this stuff happened, but it wasn't until the position became available and just working for Hyatt, I saw that it was open and it piqued my interest. And I started researching the hotel and I was like, wait, this is that hotel. And so, I mean, I even called my dad. I was like, dad, I'm uh, like, I got a job working at the riot house. So, you know, like, 
you know, so he was stoked on that too. But um has he stayed yeah. there? No, he's never actually been he hasn't been out here yet, but um pretty soon him and him and my mom will be coming. Okay. Out. You know the demands are gonna be or not demands, but the expectations are gonna be high. It's gonna no, be like, oh, so just let us know when the penthouse suite is open yeah. and we'll we'll just no, come he's that way. Robert Plant's room for sure. Totally. <laughs> so Describe the brand Andaz. What does it mean when a traveler chooses an Andaz hotel? Andaz, it was Hyatt's sort of introduction into lifestyle properties, right? So prior to the Andaz brand, you have you know Hyatt Regencies and Grand Hyatts, and then Park Hyatt, which is a luxury brand, but it's still you know it's a little bit more formal. So Andaz was kind of Hyatt's way to. It began with like a passion to connect our guests through uh, local culture and their surrounding, you know, and we want to experience the world through our guest lenses. And it's a, a vibrant kind of luxury lifestyle experience, um, really embracing local culture, local food, trying to like uh, fuel guest creativity, right? Um, expi- inspiring guests to express themselves. So actually the word Anda is, is actually a Sanskrit word that means personal style. So, you know, our, our colleagues wear what makes them comfortable. Uh, you know, they, the idea is to, to authentically connect with guests versus just provide a service. Yeah, the brand, that explains a lot because the branding from you know, Riot Hyatt to Andaz has always seemed curious to me and the juxtaposition of it, right? Uh, but I was thinking more of Andaz brands being synonymous with wellness. Yeah, and you know, Hyatt as as a company too, I mean, we are really focused on wellness, um, but we recognize that well-being is personal and that looks different for everyone, right? So you know, our experiences are designed to meet you where you are and foster deeper connections with yourself and the people around you and, you know, en- enhance your well-being, whether that's physical or emotional or mental. And, you know, Hyatt's whole purpose is we we care for people so they can be their best. So well-being is the ultimate realization of that purpose. I, I will say in a uh, an unpaid plug for Hyatt, there is of global brands, the big global brands, uh, none match Hyatt's commitment to wellness in my in my observation. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and some of Hyatt's other brands really focus on it, like um, Arrival. You know, they have basically these retreats, you know, that are out in the middle of nowhere and really focused on that. Alila is another Alila. I could do wellness plugs for Hyatt all day. And Alila may be one of my, it is one of my favorite brands on the planet. I saw uh, the Alila Bali was my introduction to the brand and it is still stunning. It's etched in my brain stunning. But yeah. I'm not here, you know, we're not here to talk to you about how cool wellness is. We're here for the opposite. We want to hear uh, salacious stories <laughs> well first i want to i want to ask if you have you been starstruck by anybody because i know that you know shows movies they still film at the hotel this is going to be a very boring answer but i'm so oblivious so the answer to your question is yes uh have i noticed that i i could walk by the most famous person in the world and not know who it was i feel like that's just not something that ever really clicked with me listen to that jeff listen to how committed he is to the work and to the yeah, job i know yeah <laughs> that's true so uh, we're here to settle some truths was it john bonham 
or the Led Zeppelin tour manager, Richard Cole, who actually drove the, rode the motorcycle down the corridor? You know, uh, while I wasn't there, uh, <laughs> Richard, Richard Cole does, uh, is the, the understood truth. Now, another guest of yours, Keith Moon of The Who, uh, was notoriously banned from Holiday Inn uh, forever. Uh, he partied so much on his 21st birthday, shoving dynamite down the toilet. Uh, and when he tried to escape the police, he drove his car right into the hotel pool. So he's permanently banned from IHG hotels. I don't think it matters. He's been dead for 50 years. Is there anyone permanently banned from your hotel? Mm. Good question. If there was, I think the statute of limitations has passed because uh, that that wasn't given to me in my pass down when I started the job. If you could put anyone on that list, would you like to share it with us? Yeah, please. I imagine it'd probably be Keith Richards. (laughs) (laughs) Just for creating the ridiculous TV story that you can't get away from? Yeah, even though, but again, you know, uh, what you can't shy away from must be embraced, right? So we even, our uh, our t-shirts in, that we sell have a shattered TV on the front. And it's like, we don't have balconies anymore, so we don't have to worry about guests trying to mimic that. So it's all right. What's been your biggest challenge since you've come to the hotel? You know, I think the main thing is just how do we take our history and really tell our story. We want to make sure we stay relevant. Uh, So we don't just want to be the rock and roll hotel. All this crazy stuff happened in the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, that we're paying homage to that. But we're also in 2023 now. Um, Think about how much more accessible music is and how broad the genres are and how much crossover there's been. So at our core, we we want music to be a key part of our identity, but we don't just want to be the classic rock hotel. And let's face it, that the demographic that likes that stuff is shrinking, right? Uh, so how do we cater to everybody and continue pushing forward and being relevant uh, and continue writing our story with new experiences, but still playing homage to the history that, that built us? Did Eric Clapton ever stay at your hotel? I don't know. That's a good question. There's a, there's a theory, and I'm wondering, because it, did any other famous rock and roll guitar player strangely die right after he was there? If it ever happened that he... Oh, boy. Know, Why? Wait, who died? Who died after staying here? Uh, well, no, Eric Clapton, uh, well, he was, the, he was the last to see Jimi Hendrix alive. He's the one who left him alone. It was his seat that he gave up to Stevie Ray Vaughan in the crash. Oh, yeah. What? I didn't know this. We'll create a new chapter at the (laughs) end. Please not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do we have here? Is it time? Is it time for our new feature? The checklist? Run it. Okay, here we go. Favorite restaurant in LA. So like I said, I've been here about a year, right? And Typically with us, with us Hyatt managers, they like to bring us in for a, a couple of years and then move us on. So... I am treating uh, Los Angeles as I got to pack as much as I can pack in in a couple of years, you know, because I might be gone by this time next year. So um, we always try somewhere different. But the one place we keep going back to is John and Vinny's. Um, so it's a, basically an Italian restaurant slash pizzeria. It's down on Fairfax, but it's just it's really, really good. Um, you know, their pizzas, their pastas, everything It's just you know, I think I think we've tried probably 
you know, 50 restaurants that, since we've been here and all of them we've been to only once, but we've been to John and Vinny's like five times already. <laughs> so, and if they're listening, I'll take a free pizza. What's one place every Riot Hyatt guest slash LA tourist should visit? For me, because I'm a, a music guy, I think you should go to a show. I mean, either at the, you know, one of the ones down west of us like the whiskey or the roxy or the palladium down in hollywood you know that's to me it's like if you're here in in west hollywood music is such a key part of who we are like come here for a show i mean or the hollywood bowl too but yeah i would say go to a music venue for sure uh, most ridiculous personal hotel story you can excise names and dates and places <laughs> to protect the innocent I, I okay. Well, I have one from a previous hotel. The, the I, I'll I'll spare the boring details, but basically, a, a guest was asked to leave the hotel in in conversation with me in the lobby. Insisted on uh, staying and said that. No, never mind. I'm not going to tell. You have to now. You've gone too far. This one's not going to make the final cut. No, it's making the final cut. You're not mentioning names. Yeah. You're not mentioning anything that's going to incriminate anybody <laughs> except yourself. Yeah, exactly. The, again, the whole former director of operations. No, I basically did, I I had a guy in order to try and get me to give him a room and stop making a scene pretend he was having a heart attack in in front of me, but it was the acting was just so bad that like everyone was just like, "What are you doing, bro?" and then <laughs> makes me sound heartless you know it's like this poor guy's been having a heart attack and i'm just like laughing at him but no. <laughs> alleged heart attack <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no listen we've seen we you know we've all got stories but for the most part one of my favorite parts of working in this industry is getting to meet people i mean i have some of my closest friends now are are friends that i met um who started off as guests in the hotel uh, and i love that you know just meeting people from all over the world everyone's got a different story they're from different places different cultures and we we get to interact with them on a daily basis and it ends up you know you learn a lot even when you're in one spot you learn so much just by talking to people and um, you know for the most part i i really love really love dealing with the guests I have uh, long said, and not always eloquently, that hospitality is the most noble profession if you truly believe in a utopian world peace. The only way I know to get people from all walks of life, all parts of the world to peacefully coexist is to put them in the same hotel for a night. Amen. Uh, we're road tripping, starting at any point in America. Where should we go? Oh, man, I, I, I'm going to say Utah. Man, like Utah is probably some of the most beautiful landscape I've ever seen in my whole life. You know, uh, I, uh, I lived in Denver for a few years and when I was there, made several trips out to Moab and then on, on some road trips that I had taken, made our way down to Zion, Bryce Canyon. And it's just, it's out of this world. It's like a whole different planet. It's gorgeous. Jeff, I think we have a National Parks fan in our midst. I used to want to go to, every, I mean, it's my goal to hit everyone in the country. Mm, a noble, noble goal. Oh, and listen, I, my first time to Moab. So I, I had a buddy that was living in Salt Lake City. So him and a couple of his friends drove down and met me and a couple of my buddies in Moab. And one of the guys that he came with grew up in Moab. So my first experience there was with a local 
and we went to this campsite. Are you, are you familiar with Dead Horse Point? Yes. Yeah. This campsite basically up at Dead Horse Point that is, you know, not part of the national park. It's like, you know, you, you take this four-wheel drive trail that like goes up the mountain and you end up just being in this beautiful, beautiful plateau where you've got like the canyons on either side and the mountains in the distance. And I mean, so... And every time I've been since, it's like, you know, you can't find it on a map. You don't have service there. So every time I go, it's like, we got to try to find it again. But I've been three times there. And thankfully, I found it the, the next two times without the guide. That's my favorite campsite in the world, hands down. Amen. I feel like I'm at church right now. This is good. I feel the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your next question. And if it's the same as my favorite hotel in the world, you and I are going to have a really to figure out like 23andMe or something. Uh, <laughs> favorite hotel you've never worked at? Oh, dude, this is a hard one because I've stayed at so many. You know, one of the great benefits of working for Hyatt is is our comp night benefit. So, I mean, we get to stay at Hyatt's around the world for free. Man, my favorite hotel it doesn't have to be Hyatt. Just yeah, but it's I'm gonna it's float gonna that. It's gonna be though. Oh man, he's running for he's running for president over here. This is good. Well, well, it's also because like you know, family takes care of family, right? Too. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you go stay at another Hyatt, they really uh, they really look after you too. Probably one of my favorites, even though it's not it's it's maybe not what you'd expect is the Hyatt centric in Ginza, Tokyo. It's just really cool. It's a small, more boutique hotel, but it's just the vibe there is it's a really, really cool spot. Aside from that, there's so many. Andaz Maui is always just like the one that pops into my head or the Grand Hyatt in Kauai. Sometimes I forget even where I've stayed. I got to go back and look at my app and look at my past stays. And it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot we stayed there. You know, when I was living in Hawaii, I took advantage of just geographically being that much closer to Asia. So for, for the 10 years that I was there, I mean, all over Southeast Asia and Japan, Korea, India, Nepal, like we were all over. I love how like a rock star, you can't even remember all the beautiful hotels all over the world that you stayed at. It was just, we were having such a a wild time. The fog. Sure. So much craziness. (laughs) I I don't even remember. Your next stay should be at the Alila in Napa. I've heard insane <laughs> things about that hotel. Yeah, I applied for a job there once. Uh, recently? Didn't or get just it. last week. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed at the Alila. You know what? Uh, see, this one is so close that I just forgot. But uh, a few months ago, I stayed at the Alila in Big Sur, Ventana. And dude, that I mean, we... We stayed in their campground uh, the first night, and then we stayed up in the resort in a suite on the second night. And that place was really, really great. One last one for you here. Future plans for the Andas. Any other renovations that you're doing? I know you just did the pool up top. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've we've got nothing definitive for our renovation, but that is our next goal. So um, like you mentioned, the pool deck just got done last year. It's one of it's one of our most prized assets we have here at the hotel. Um, we would love to do a room renovation um, within the next couple of years um, just to kind of give the rooms a refresh and um, really also focus on that story that we're trying to tell. 
right? Um, and then aside from physical changes in terms of renovation and stuff, our, our goal is really to put Andaz back on the map. And, you know, not that we're hoping for the same reputation that the Riot House had, but just making it so everybody knows who the Andaz is. And, you know, we're working on a lot of a lot of activations in our, our public spaces, you know, live music, DJs, art. We have a an official uh, art gallery in our mezzanine level that we rotate out different exhibits each quarter. So just kind of raising awareness to who we are and encouraging people from the area to come see us as well as just guests, you know, visiting from out of town. Um, we want this to be the place to be and, you know, not just a hotel, just somewhere where you want to go to have dinner or have a drink or check out a show. So that's kind of the vision we have moving forward. The roof deck has what Jeff and I have called uh, over the years, the I own this town view. Yeah, it does. You go up there, you look out over the strip, you look out over LA, you have a cocktail in your hand and uh, you just feel like king or queen of the city. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that panoramic view, you can't beat it. Dan, thank you again for doing this. How'd I do? How am I as a guest? What? You're great. (laughs) <laughs> You're gold. You're golden god. All right. Golden god. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I wanted to be a rock star. I grew up playing in bands and I had my my taste of I I won't even call it fame, but my I, I tasted it. I was like 15 years old and I was uh the lead singer and bassist in like a pop punk band. We were asked to open for there's a, there was a band I don't think they're together anymore but there was a band called RX Bandits, kind of ska but like punk like kind of pop punk um, band from California but they were on their U.S. tour and they were asking local bands to be their openers as opposed to touring you know with an opener and, and you know at 15 we were like the most popular band in our town you know but <laughs> like you know we were playing at like YMCA every friday night and like but but we were we were playing venues and people were coming and then their tour manager got a hold of us somehow i don't even remember but asked us to open for them they were playing a gig at a skate park i'm playing to a crowd of like 200 people which you know at the time i was like this is amazing And there was a girl in the front row who I had never seen before singing along with my song. So like this girl knew like my lyrics and like knew our band. And this was not a girl that I went to high school with. Right. So then I was like, all right, like this is it. Like we're going to make it. And then like probably like six months later, we were like, this is stupid. (laughs) And that band was Blink-182. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we were Limp Biscuit, and I yeah. left. And this, yeah, guy, this, guy, this guy, this guy named Fred, came in to take over after I left. The band. <laughs> sure, I'm not sure what happened. With yeah, that. I don't know. I never, never heard of him really. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dan! Thank you. Mm-hmm.